Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Jesus came to reveal the character and nature of God to us. In John 14, 9, Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. Right? So Jesus is saying, look, what you see in me, that, that's what God is like. So what do we know about God by looking at Jesus? And that's why it's so important to read your Bible, to read through the Gospels, to know what Jesus is like. Because unlike what many atheists think, I mean, and I used to think this too. I was an atheist. And before I went to church, I used to think church people were the most boring people. And I thought, you know, church people... They, there's, life is so restricted. I mean, they can't go out and, you know, go get uh, drugged and, and thrown in jail and all that exciting stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just living their life normal. They remember what happened the night before. I mean, all that, bore, you know. Uh, and so, but that's not true, right? The reality is we learn through Jesus that God is merciful and gracious, right? Remember when Jesus there uh, was uh, brought a woman who was caught in adultery in John 8, 4, and they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. In the law, it commands us that such should be stoned, but what do you say? So they bring this woman who was caught in adultery to Jesus and say, hey, she should be stoned. What do you say? In John 8, 7, the next verse, he said, he who was without sin among you, let him throw the first stone at her, right? So what did Jesus, Jesus said, hey, look, whoever's sinless here, right? And then in verse 10, Jesus said to the woman, Women, where are your accusers? They all left after Jesus said that to them. And he wrote in the sand. And we don't know exactly what Jesus wrote in the sand, but he probably wrote their private sin in the sand. Maybe not the whole sentence, but just a word that would trigger, oh, I don't want Jesus telling everybody about that, right? Because that's how people are who are self-righteous and judge others. He said, look, you forget about your own sin. You need to be forgiven. But he said to the woman, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? And then in verse 11, she said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. See, Jesus came to reveal to us what God is like, that he is merciful, right? That God is just, God is righteous. There is right, there is wrong. He wants us to live a right life. He wants us to know there's right and wrong. Unlike what universities are teaching young people today, there is no right and wrong. Do whatever you want and there is no consequences. I mean, any idiot knows that's not true, right? You can't get in your car and drive 150 miles an hour from here to Twin Falls and think nothing's gonna happen. You're gonna get a ticket, (laughs) I mean, right? And so, but... The reality is, is that God loves us and God wants us to know him. He wants to know that he's merciful, right? And it really changes the way you see life when you understand who God is, our creator, when you realize he's merciful towards us. And he goes on to show that uh, God is forgiving. Remember when Jesus was at the Pharisee's house, Simon, there in verse uh, 37 of Luke 7, uh, then behold a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of oil. And then verse 39, and when the Pharisee spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, he's talking about Jesus, would have known what manner of this woman is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. In other words, the religious guy is saying, if Jesus was really a prophet, he would have known that this woman's a prostitute and he wouldn't be talking to her, right? Now, did Jesus know who she was? Yeah, right? I mean, there's no secrets before God. Verse 47, 
Therefore I say to you, Jesus said to this Pharisee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loves much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. It seems like Jesus loved to say to people, your sins are forgiven. Now, the religious people didn't like that. Like, who are you to forgive sins? He's like, well, I am the Savior of the world. <laughs> you know, like, well, really, right? I mean, but Jesus is merciful and forgiving. In Luke 23, 33, and when they had come to the place uh, called Calvary, remember when Jesus was crucified, there they crucified him. Then Jesus said, remember the guys that pounded the nails in his hands? And it's, he, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not, do not know what they do, right? So, through Jesus, we see that God is merciful, that God is forgiving, right? If someone nailed you to a cross, would you be praying for them? God, forgive them. I mean, they're, they're having a bad day today. They nailed me to this cross, right? See, what's so good about knowing God is that then you know what God is like. He's our creator, and he wants us to love people the way he loves us. And so when God's describing himself to Moses in Exodus 34, 6, it says, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, right? So God has always been gracious and merciful and loving. Now, Jesus' life demonstrates the same characteristics that God revealed to Moses in the Old Testament. That's why Jesus said in John 14, 9, Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father, right? And we see that God is also compassionate, right? We see through Jesus that Jesus was full of compassion. In Mark 6, 34, Jesus, when he came out, he saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep, uh, not having a shepherd. So he began to teach them many things. So uh, these people here in Mark 6, they were living aimless without a purpose, like many people in America today, and they didn't know where they came from or where they're going. And Jesus sees them and what does he do? He has compassion on them, right? He cares for them. When we see people making bad choices, we need to have compassion on them. When we see people who are, have no understanding of their, why they're here, their purpose in life, we need to pray for them, right? And what does Jesus do? He's moved with compassion, and he taught them God's word. Now, what does God's word do? Well, God's word helps us to understand who God is, and that, then it helps us to understand who we are, why we're here, what should we be doing while we're here, and where are we going on our next stop, right? And there's uh, you know, just so much encouragement in knowing who you are, right, and, and why you're here. And we see in Jesus uh, love personified, right? We see that God is loving. When you think about who is God, well, he's merciful, he's compassionate, he is kind, and he is loving. Jesus said in John 15, 13, greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. See, Jesus laid his life down, and that is the ultimate demonstration of love. When we think about who is God, God is loving, he sent his son to demonstrate that he loves us. He died in our place. And that's what Paul's praying for the church there in Ephesus, to know God, to know who he is. Not, not the false gods and the weird things, but, but the true living God, the creator of the world. And so he prays for them in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. So Jesus' life demonstrates, uh, is a demonstration of God's nature and character, that he is loving compassionate, kind, merciful, gracious, wants to heal. Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost, right? He came to restore. Now, is God righteous? Does God judge? Yes, but he gives us time to repent, right? And some people wonder, well, why is God not judging the world yet? Uh, you know, if he doesn't judge America, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Well, it's not over yet, right? Judgment is going to come, but he gives us opportunity to repent. And what happens when you come to the knowledge of God, when you become spiritually alive and you begin to know God? Well, verse 18, it says, the eyes of your understanding being 
enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, right? So Paul is praying that they would experience those blessings in their life, that great hope. See, when you know who God is and you realize that we're just passing through. The Bible says that we're pilgrims here, right? That we are, we're like campers. We're just camping. We're moving to a better neighborhood, right? It's called heaven. There's no more pain, no more sorrow, right? And this earth is a place where we learn and grow. God allows us to go through trials. That's, you know, why we have families and marriage, you know, so you can, you can experience uh, everything not going your way. You can learn patience and you can learn to forgive and love. I mean, all those things, God wants us to learn and grow. And so the question is, are you experiencing the riches of his glory? Do you have the hope of heaven in your heart, right? Do you know that where you're going to go when you die? He wants you to know him. And why does he want you to know him? Because he wants to bless your life. In Romans 12, he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, that if you want to know God in a deeper way and you want to experience all that God has for you, you need to present your body as a living sacrifice. You say, here I am, Lord. Transform me, right? And that word transform, we get the English word from the Greek word, uh, we get the English word metamorphosis, right? It means a total change from the inside out. God wants to, to turn worms into butterflies, right? And so he wants to transform us. He wants your life to be a reflection of him. He wants you to be loving and compassionate and kind and merciful and gracious and forgiving and want to help people and bless people. God doesn't want you to be bitter and angry at people all the time, right? I mean, it's just, it, it's just what produces, though, when, when you're not experiencing those blessings of God. And, and when, you're not having, when you don't have a personal relationship with God and your life's not being transformed, everybody's life is either being conformed by the world or transformed by the Spirit of God. And when you give your life to the Lord Jesus and you invite him in, and you say, Lord, I want to experience all that you have for me in this life. Change me to be the person you want me to be. Well, then he begins to transform you from the inside out. And I don't know if you've ever wished you could be somebody else. Well, I'm sure everybody here who has social media has, right? I mean, and that's, the whole, that's why people are depressed when they watch social media. You know, there's all this research. Facebook did research that said that people who watch Facebook are, are you know, causes depression. And why is that? Well, because you look at your friends like, oh, my friends are always on vacation in most exotic places where it's warm year-round and everything's wonderful. And my life, I live in Caldwell. Oh, yeah, right? <clears throat> and then you think, oh, I wish I could be them. Well, here's good news. If you ever wish to be somebody else, you can. You're like, I can? Yes, you can. When you receive Jesus into your life, he begins to transform you from the inside out. And that starts by inviting him into your life. Do you know God? Do, do you know the God of the Bible? Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Because he wants you to know him, right? That's why Jesus came. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. And so if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity to invite him into your life. If you ever thought, I'd like to be somebody else, well, here's the good news. You can be somebody else. God can change you. You know, I've been married for, I think, 36 or 7 years. And when we first got married, and my wife would point out my faults and say, you know, you have this problem. And here, I would say to her, well, here's the good news. I'm being transformed. God's going to change me. And after a while, I'll be a different person. And she's like, whoo, praise the Lord, right? I mean, just <laughs> such good news, right? <laughs> now, some of you are like, hey, I need that hope in my marriage. Well, here's the thing. Invite Jesus in your life, and he will transform you from the inside out. So we're going to pray this morning, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you would like to invite Jesus into your heart today, you can just repeat after me and invite him into your life. But it, it isn't like a formula. You have to believe it in your heart. 
You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you've made mistakes, and believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again for your sins, that you can be forgiven and be made spiritually alive and have the hope of heaven. So if you would like to invite Jesus in your life today, I'm gonna lead us. So let's, let's bow our heads, and, and if you'd like to invite Jesus, just repeat after me, and you saints, pray with us. Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Change me on the inside. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day.